What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Tina Amini. Hi, everybody. Sam Claiborne. What is up, everybody, indeed? And Justin Davis. Scoop. We've got a great show for you this week. We've got uh, some hot news items. God of War is coming to PC in January. We've got a listener uh, email about that. Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3, the next-gen versions, have been delayed into next year. But first, we have a follow-up question from uh, last week's controversy. Sam, are you aware of the the controversy that uh, erupted from last week's episode? I mean, Facebook's been unusable. (laughs) What happened here last week? Mark Medina happened. Yeah, Mark Medina happened is what happened. Okay, so we can blame it on Mark Medina? It's absolutely Mark Medina's fault. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Sam, do you think think Final Fantasy X is a sequel? Well, I had a question first. Was this asked at, at, with the sequel as the word, or was it series? I just saw some bit back and uh, forth about that. I think the way the question was worded is, what's your favorite game that isn't a sequel? That's how it was worded. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all, and not also, part of a series this, is also a good way. And this wasn't from 20 questions then? Mm-mm. Okay. No. All right. I was wondering if it was like somebody asked you, you know, like, hey, you know, is this part of a series? And then you're like, well, or is this I- a sequel? I don't want to, for the record, this was not part of the run of show, and I am not interested in discussing this. this yeah, I mean, I'm just going to not touch it, so I'm just going to keep on okay. asking questions. Okay, well, we have a new question to uh, discuss. It comes from Mike in Wisconsin. He says, my name is Mike. I run a video game debate show on the current news with the video game part up for debate because I hear you guys are actually the only video game podcast. That's true. Yeah. So let's have a little fun. In honor of Mark Medina's wild take. That Final Fantasy X isn't a sequel. The debate is flipped. What is the best sequel of all time? Damon, you are the impartial judge and can only judge based on the arguments presented. If you have time, allow for rebuttals and a little friendly discourse. So, with that, Tina, what do you think is the best sequel of all time? Um, you probably know. Should I go with oh, I know strictly? It. Should I not can do I the guess? Tina thing? <laughs> Yeah, there's so you're probably going to guess maybe the wrong one because Ooh. it'll be the runner up, I'm going to guess. So you guess what I would guess and then I'll tell you. Well, what I know about you, I'm going to, because basically what you just told me, I'm going to guess that Red Dead Redemption 2 is your runner up. Yeah, that's right. You guess. But then I know, I know you also <laughs> love good. Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X is going to be number one. So, like, I actually ah. took this one really literally. Um, and yeah, the, the whole Final Fantasy setup is, is confusing. And I guess like 10 2 would be the sequel, which I never played. Um, so my ultimate uh, favorite sequel, uh, and like I, I picked a number two very particularly, is Portal 2, because Portal 2, it yeah. is hands down, uh, inarguably the best. And I, normally I'm very choosy, and or you know I like to make sure I spread it around a little bit, spread the love around a little bit, but um, Portal 2 is just so good, because it took such a fundamentally good gameplay concept, mm-hmm. and then built on it with an amazing story, performances, music. Like I legitimately, um, there was some, you know, soundtrack code that you could download after playing Portal 2. I downloaded that immediately. I listened to it over and over. Um, and then also co-op was just such a different type of co-op experience where it felt like a whole other game. And it was so married in the gameplay that it fits so well. So it's just the best sequel of all time, I would say. I think that's yeah. a good choice. Um I, I did want to ask at the beginning, when we, when we think about the best sequel, is it just the best right. video game that happens to be a sequel or the That's best exactly game what I that was improved say. on the original? Yeah, yeah. Like, is best sequel the one that, like, takes, like, that completely blows the doors off what this mm-hmm. franchise is possible and, like, iterates on it and expands on it? So the, the, I think that's a more interesting way to answer the question, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's great because Portal 2 does all of the above. So yeah. no matter what type of question it is, it just answers all of them. It's true. It's, it's true. both. But to be devil's advocate, is it fair since the original Portal is kind of like, like not a full AAA game? Yeah, it, it's a little bit more like a um, like a template essentially mm-hmm. for what it what it ended up becoming. Yeah, which is fair, but I mean, it yeah. was you know it had a whole campaign, it had a story. I've talked about this on Scoop before, but like Portal Portal was an orange box, right? Like that's yeah. how it was packaged and released, and like no, there was no one on Earth that knew, really knew what Portal was. There was buying the orange box or Portal. It was for Half Life Episode Two and Team Fortress Two, right? And then yeah. everyone, every gamers everywhere went on the same journey of discovery of like you know they played Team Fortress to for 10 hours or for a week and they're like oh you know i wonder what this little game is and then like it really did build as this like slow and steady groundswell of like you know just on message boards and among friends like yo have you checked out portal yet like it's crazy like you have to get to the end of that game and it was it was so fun to just discover that before you know before the memes and before it like became the thing it would grow before the cake is a lie and all that junk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just, well Justin, what would be your pick if you couldn't pick Portal 2? Mm, um, so I think another game that's like Portal 2, where it's just a, an incredible video game period, but also serves as a really remarkable sequel to what came before, is Super Metroid. Um, <laughs> you know, it's an example of Nintendo doing direct sequelization in its storytelling. Like, it's a direct continuation of what came before, which kind of they shun when it is, comes to Zelda and Mario. Um, uh you know, the original Metroid, Metroid 2, they're, they're not quite... Metroid is non-linear, but it doesn't have the same sort of gating of, like... It doesn't have the lock and key system that Super Metroid really invented and, um, you know, and then would go on to be further popularized by Castlevania games. And so that's that's one of my picks. And then, um, hmm, I don't know, maybe something like Halo 2 for, like... That's the first game where I can remember, like Xbox Live, that introduced that system to the world. If, if you know, you weren't one of the few people that played Crimson Skies. And so yeah. everything that we think about in regards to party systems and party chat and, and um, you know, getting together in, in groups and playing on live and that whole Xbox Live infrastructure was um, invented out of whole cloth in a large degree with Halo 2. I refresh my memory. Was the original Halo uh, local co-op or local multiplayer only? Mm hmm. Was, I, I mean, you might have been able to like land you together, land, yeah. but, but it wasn't Xbox Live online. No, got it. I feel like a lot of people's just favorite games of all time are, are sequels. Like it's yeah, kind that's, of rare to have a, a favorite game that's the first in the series. That was the whole idea about the question last week. Ah, uh, really? Yeah, it's um, harder to come up with favorite games that aren't sequels. I mean, the thing is that I wanted to listen to that episode, and then I had to stop <laughs> using Facebook for the rest of my life. So. <laughs> Well, I thought that that's, is I that is that pill. such a bad thing? <laughs> no, it's the only way to talk to my parents. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Sam, what would you I, I mean, I went so off script for this. I don't I don't even. <laughs> uh, well, let me just say what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the greatest sequel of all time was a sequel that kicked off all the sequels, and that would be Super Mario Brothers 2. And it's mm. and it's weird. And. The reason I like it is manifold. The, the, the promotion campaign was the cover of Nintendo Power. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Mario Brothers 2 came out of nowhere. I had no concept in my mind that there would be a game with the number two after it. We had had, I didn't know about these games, but we had Donkey Kong Jr. after Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. We had Ms. Pac-Man after Pac-Man. Those are big, I guess, sequels. Um, but like, 
I think. Super Mario Brothers 2 just had a number after it. So that's that's one crazy thing. And then we had Mega Man 2 through 6 after that. And that just became a pattern with everything we're mm. talking about. Portal 2. Like, when we really had a game called Portal 2, like, that's not how things work. Star Wars didn't have Star Wars 2. Indiana Jones didn't have, Star, you know, episode. Uh, it wasn't called 2 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, a, that's all really weird. Um, so uh, uh, then there's this stretch, too, where it's like, they made a Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan, yeah. and they ditched it. And here, it was a completely different game. That's what I'm talking about, the actual U.S. Super Mario Brothers 2, which they just adapted because it was like, this would make an awesome Mario game after our Mario 2 game in Japan, which is kind of kind of silly. How do we have B-roll of this? This is amazing. Um, <laughs> nobody knew I was going to talk about this. But, um, the, That's uh, how good Red is. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, uh, so that was all really remarkable, and I think it set set a pattern. And like, also, just everything about this game was great and interesting. And I guess it continued the story of Super Mario Brothers because at the end of Super Mario Brothers, Mario probably fell asleep, and this is his dream. That's yeah. a spoiler. That's spoilers at the end of the game. Um, but uh, so there's that, and then you know, Nintendo tried to one up this, uh, pun intended, uh, with Super Mario Brothers three, but they, uh, which you know is arguable. They made a movie to promote it. They made a movie and like a world tour and like a, and crazy stuff like that. So like that's that's spectacular sequel promotion right there, right? For yeah. Mario, Mario two and three. And I just think those are just like those really stand out in my mind. It, dude, and I love Mario two as a game. Also, like I, I do too. I, we always argue about world and three, but I, I think it's infinitely playable. I can go back and just sit there and play through those levels. It's the first Mario game I beat. I never, I didn't beat one before two, even though I played one for many years before two. I was a little kid, like really young, so I wasn't able to beat it because World Eight Four sucks. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm. In, I'm interested now. In, in like what was the first NES game that had a number in its title? I don't know. Super Mario Bros. Two or, or been game like... at all. I mean, it just so, wasn't. It right. wasn't the way things were really named. Galaga right. was a sequel to Galaxian. That's right. Um, and you mentioned Donkey Kong Junior., but there was Donkey Kong Three. In <laughs> well, Donkey Kong. That would have been early '80s, also, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were numbered games. I'm sure they expect well Ultima and stuff on PC. Didn't that have numbers? I mean, I think there was like RPGs that were numbered. Yeah. I, even, I don't even know where that came from. Like, where did this? Where you did actually bring things. Wizardry something here probably Sam. predates Ultima. Yeah, you're on Damon's mind. Uh, so the NES was soft launched in North America in '85, full launch in '86. Yeah. I'm looking at a list of NES games in order of release. I'm getting all the way into '87, with the only examples being Donkey Kong Three and Three, Goonies yeah. Two. Yeah, which doesn't have a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Goonies Two is based off the movie because it's not a well, game sequel. Goonies one game, it just didn't. Yeah. Go. Oh, oh, oh. And because Mega Man, the first the Mega Man is eighty-seven. Okay. And then there would be yearly releases. So, ah, oh, man, yeah, it was really unusual for those first few years to have anything. Super Mario Brothers Two, eighty-eight. It's really I like mean, the I first can't remember one. saying this, and I don't think I ever said it, but like I'm pretty sure, like the playground reaction was. There's a Super Mario Brothers two. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, some some suit somewhere said just put a two on it, and then it changed the course of history. Yeah, yeah. Um, I a two on a different game. <laughs> Assassin's Creed two. Yeah, a notable people really like that a lot better than the first one. And then for yeah. years, wasn't that the one that people were like, "Why can't they just be more like Assassin's Creed 2? Yeah, for sure. Mega Man 2, the aforementioned Mega Man 2, of course. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, Sam, do you think Life Force is actually a sequel to Gradius? Or is it just like 
like Gradius. <laughs> It'd be a prequel. But you're yeah. in the same ship. So Vic, you're the same character. I don't, don't think it is the, the same ship. Yeah, it's Vic Viper, right? Vic Viper in yeah. Life Force, but I don't think the Gradius no, instruction manual calls it that. There we go. No, you're hun- you're 100% Vic Viper in Gradius. Well, right. not 100%, 99, 99%. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm a little sure. spaceship. And yeah, I have no idea. I mean, like, you know, many lives were lost in the first Gradius. It's hard to tell. Gradius, Gradius's instruction manual. Your mission is to pilot the Warp Rattler. That's Whoa. a good name. Into enemy that's, space. That's such good uh, trivia. Yeah. And also, Damon, if you just Googled, are you Vic, Vi- Vic Viper and Gradius, just like I did, there's some alarm bell tripping in Google right now. Like, hey, yo, two people just 1,600 miles away Googled <laughs> something really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Red has this, too? Yeah, yeah okay, everything. Oh, that's not what you want to do in that part of that, that level. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to go up. You got to get through these guts that build themselves. Um, what a freaky game. I love this game. Uh, okay, very interesting topic of discussion, and I hope the uh, the conversation will continue in a civil manner in the uh, Games Group <laughs> Facebook group over the weekend. Let's uh, move on to some news from the week. God of War is being ported to PC in January. January 14th, it's going to be 50 bucks. Enhanced visuals, mm. unlocked frame rates, 4K resolution, and 21 by 9 ultra-wide screen support. That is ultra-wide. Uh, <laughs> God of War, obviously one of the best games of the past decade. Uh, our listener, MC Syed, Syed, sorry if I'm mispronouncing Syed? that, says, with the news of God of War coming to PC in a few months, do you think... We will ever see the likes of Uncharted or The Last of Us get ported to computers as well. As someone who's been a PC gamer his whole life, I've been dying to experience those great stories. And I don't see why not. Yeah. I, they view them as marketing, right? Like they release them on PC ahead of the sequels and new genre entries, just like remakes and remasters. That, at least that's my take on it. I guess you're right. Yeah, it's been... So far, the cadence has been... Uh, well, they did Horizon, right? Yeah. Days Gone? Did I go to PC? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't... That one doesn't follow that pattern, so maybe I'm wrong. Well, and it's not—it's always a pattern because um, uh, Kojima's game. That's stranding. PC afterwards. That's stranding. Yeah, but there's a delay, right? It was like yeah, Yeah. it's not day and day. Yeah, yeah, that's been Sony's um, style typically. So you kind of like maintain your exclusivity essentially, but then you still get to market to a whole other audience and resurface it in headlines, and everyone gets all excited again. Yeah, I think that Stranding's an exception because that's not a first-party game, though. So it's just it had timed exclusivity on PlayStation, and then and then you wouldn't call it a first-party game. I don't think it is. Is it? I think Kojima published it, and then they had a timed exclusive on with Sony. Right. Whoa. And Did I'm you, sure they, you know, wanted make to, no, 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 I think you're right. But I, I'm sure that they wanted to stick to their usual cadence too of releases. If they're negotiating exclusives with other, um, yeah. you know, unpartnered parties. I think Sony published, they did all the marketing for that game. They did do all the marketing. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm, this is still a big change. Like it's like yeah. the fact that you can play PlayStation games on PC is like awesome for people. It's the <laughs> coolest thing. 50 bucks is a lot. 
I mean, I, like that game is regularly dropped on sale to ten bucks on PS4, and I think the PS5 upgrade is is, is free. Um, I don't know what its regular regular price is. But. Also included in PlayStation Plus. Confirmed, yeah. by the way, that uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment did indeed publish the game uh, on 505, yeah, which I remember the PC now version. in retrospect. Yeah, published the PC version, exactly. Oh, Interesting. so they got a different publisher for that. Okay. Big game but for isn't it? 505. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think what threw me off, my bad on that, doesn't it? It's on Xbox, isn't it? No, no it's only PC. Mm-hmm. I'm losing yeah. it when oh, no, it comes yeah. to Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Windows. Got it. It never came. Um, with 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 God of War, them charging fifty bucks for it on PC and in four K and stuff like I, I, it's hard to get as excited about this since we got the PS five upgrade. I guess was my point. Like, I see. Well, I don't know. You know, it's like you can already play that game in super high fidelity. You know, four K. So, but only if you own a PS five. Yeah, if you're a PC gamer. Yeah. yeah, that's a big problem is having yeah. a PS five right now. And then also, like, they do the work to up upgrade it for the PS five, which is like PC Mac settings, right? So mm-hmm. that's really cool. But like some of these games probably look, I mean, they have to probably look better on with the super wide uh, monitors and stuff like that on PC. So it's actually a pretty appealing thing. If you're like a huge fan of this game, like the best way to play it is going to end up being PC, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, in I general, it's just nice to see that Sony's embraced the, the PC atmosphere in general too. And frankly, um, this might be controversial, but it just makes me that much more excited for the Steam Deck. Because while it's probably oh, yeah. not the wow. most ultimate I didn't even build, think about that. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, you can play anything yeah. on that thing oh now, gosh. except for Nintendo games. Um, it's a Vita now. <laughs> God of War will be a portable <laughs> well, game. Yeah. Wow. Like I think most that's so games, cool. honestly. But that's so, the yeah, thing. Right? It's like, obviously, Xbox games are mostly day and date. I think if not altogether day and date uh, with PC. And now Sony's a little bit more consistent with, yes, it'll be a delayed release, but it'll still eventually be released. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Steam Deck is... Uh, Kind of the conqueror there. Yeah. You know, just in general, these big um, Japanese games coming to PC kind of started with Capcom and it's not been a guarantee for a really long time. Like this is like a kind of a new feel to have these, you know, Western games had a much better chance of ending up on PC also. And so I think it's pretty cool to see all these, uh, you know, uh, Sony published and then of course, this is a Western developed game, but Sony published games and then sometimes Japanese uh, developed games coming to like really awesome PC releases. That's 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 cool. They must yeah. like Sony must have some sorry, some calculus on their end of like that. That game's not selling any PlayStation hardware anymore. Right. So it's like the, the be- point of software, right, is to sell yeah. their hardware. Exclusive exclusive software. So it's like that's the best of both worlds of like it's at the end of its lifespan is it, of its ability to like generate, you know, PlayStation buzz. So. Okay, now let's now let's hit a new audience on a new platform with it. Yeah, if it could sell another million copies on PC, that's just another fifty million dollars for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine um, if it, Nintendo did that? That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. So, like now, you know, Microsoft puts everything <clears throat> of theirs on PC. Sony's putting a lot of their good stuff on PC. It's only Nintendo that doesn't do it, and I'm. It's like. I mean, I don't know. Imagine if they just put Breath of the Wild on PC in 4K. I, I can mean, imagine. The, the sad thing is that until really recently, I would have said it's because Nintendo's obsessed with copyright protection and control, but like their systems <clears> get <throat> cracked really fast, and the Switch has not been yeah. an exception for that. So you know, <laughs> people are already emulating Metroid Dread. Yeah. So yeah. it's like if the market is like maybe if the market is is you know we can cut into this with actual sales, it could happen. But that is so like 
Capcom doing it was surprising. Sony doing it, eyebrow raising. Nintendo would be jaw dropping. And like, I, I think, yeah. think it's going to be a while, but also they want to sell games. Like, come on. They, they went mobile in a really interesting way. Like, it's possible. And they've done it before. They've made Mario teaches typing and <laughs> Mario's time machine. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like mobile is this huge untapped potential territory of mm-hmm. more like mainstream casual gamers. And so there's there's a different sort of appeal than yeah. uh, maybe the PC audience to them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, that's, that's a really good audience for them to branch out into, right? Like, if you think about Nintendo, like, they want those people, so that makes sense. Yeah, and they're, well, especially because they're family-friendly, so that exposes you to a huge new potential audience mm-hmm. tool. I think, but, like, the thing with Sony is, like, you know, so these games reach the end of their kind of traditional lifespan, so then they hit them with a new audience. But, like, Nintendo games never reach an end of life state you know they could yeah. they're still selling they Mario Kart every month they never got the price and eventually when they do reach that sort of end of traditional life phase they'll just charge you 50 dollars a month <laughs> to download <laughs> them and play play them on your switch so um, we almost called that justin we said 40 we were we oh, were too generous <laughs> unbelievable um and uh, you know and i say it flippantly but like in all seriousness like that probably probably does stop them from entertaining the idea of doing traditional ports on a, on an evergreen platform, like yeah. uh, like PC or mobile. Let's just keep like a, a back catalog that people will repurchase games in for the rest of time. And well, you if, just, if that's you, happening, then you don't need to put your games on other platforms. You're just going to rent send punishment on the N64 until the end of time. <laughs> I, worth it. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if, no, <laughs> if they had the full catalog that everything, the, the vaults, and like, like what the virtual console used to be was just yeah. all available for a monthly subscription that, fee where that got on the Wii like approaches like, oh, that's a subscription fee that I would like to pay. Like for sure. Yeah. Whoops. Um, Tina, I thought of another truly great sequel. Is it God of War? Mm, well, yeah, I guess so. That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say Borderlands 2. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about Borderlands 2 as well. Um, particularly because Sam and I were finally playing Far Cry 6 in co-op mode. Oh, yeah. And I was remembering, it's it's not good for co-op, everybody. Like, you can <laughs> share loot, which is nice, but... A pa- so Sam's playing in right? my game. Yeah, there's yeah. no progression. For no progression for Sam. Only because someone wrote in. Well, like we mm-hmm. played we played a lot, and then it was just like when I got dumped back in my game, like I'm on the tutorial <laughs> mission. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, you you can That's only bad. play my missions now. Yeah, so I I was honestly fondly remembering Borderlands too, especially at the time there weren't a ton of games that I was interested in co-oping, like the enti- all of the campaign with somebody um, mm-hmm. with, but Borderlands Two was definitely one of those games. Yeah. Um. Well, is Far Cry Six? Oh, yeah, that's we're looking at Borderlands Two right now. Is Far Cry Six at least fun in co-op? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We try to go in stealthy sometimes, yeah, and then yeah. someone like goes over a tripwire. Normally me, um, and then all hell breaks loose, and we're like, "Ah, eh, screw it. Let's just go guns blazing." And it's uh, it's it's pretty fun. You kind of feel uh, you feel very empowered. Good tag team death system. So like, if you one yeah. person dies, even if they bleed out, they'll like throw you in the vehicle with the other person after that. Like, oh, it, wow. it makes you feel a lot better about the guns blazing stuff for sure. There's some funny things like, um, I mean, like there's there's such funny physics in that game. Like, I I was driving a car <laughs> and I jumped out of it um, because 
Tino's like, we're getting near a base, like, let's, let's do stealth. But instead, when I jumped out of the car, the car kept on going, hit the base and exploded with her <laughs> And in nobody it. warned me to yeah. jump out of the car, so because I, I died in, colli- yeah. in the collision. So, and I couldn't revive her because the car rolled over onto her. Uh-huh. And so I couldn't get there. So I just ran away, um, yeah. as one does. So that was one funny death. Thanks again and then, for that. Yep, and then there was another <laughs> one where I'm like, okay, there's there's a helicopter coming and there's all these enemies closing in. It's like you're you're trapped against a oh, wall. Yeah. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna get on the turret and uh, you can like start picking off people in this way. So I get on the turret and Tina just burns me to death from the back. <laughs> it's because I forgot I switched my Supremo to um, you know the standard one that you get right at the start, and then I changed yeah. it to some Ring of Fire one. So I completely forgot that you need to be in a crowd. Um, or I forgot which Supremo I had to to put myself in the right position for it. I thought I was targeting people with missiles. <laughs> it was great. And then, so once I recovered from that, though, that was a funny scene because we were just killing, 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 killing. And we were both remarking at the time, like, how nice is it that, like, I wouldn't want to restart this scene. Like, this is just, like, going on. Yeah. It's like one of those Uncharted fight scenes. You're like, all right. Yeah. Like, this is a lot of enemies I'm killing right now. I don't know if I can reconcile this with the plot <laughs> of this game. Um, but uh, at one point, the helicopter comes in. And Tina's like, shoot it, shoot it. So I gained the turret up. <laughs> But it just just explodes. Oh, that and was, it was really great. because I was threw that- I threw it, um, which I thought was really funny because you already had it down to its uh, the end of its lifespan already. Yeah. But I just it was the first time that I'd taken one of my fuel canisters and thrown it oh, yeah. at the helicopter right. and shot yeah, it. Yeah. And so I was just <laughs> laughing hysterically because it was yeah. ar- it was like already was coming true. down and like you know Super smoking effective. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I just I set it over the edge and it made me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, but it was really fun. And like once it started working, it didn't really. Yeah. It had funny bugs, but like it was mainly just following each other to the next thing and shooting yeah. stuff. It was fun. The most glaring thing is the lack of progression, which really mm-hmm. sucks. But um, outside of that, it's it's great for co-op. I came back with great loot, so there's that. That's yeah, good. you're you're far more powerful now in your mm-hmm. game. I've still been playing it. One enemies. Mm-hmm. I've still been playing it every day, but I think I'm about nearing the end of my time. Yeah. But, uh, I yeah. feel like I've gotten a lot out of it and i might mm. bounce back to metroid dread now i think geographically well go ahead i was just gonna say do you have a feeling for where you're at with the story like are you towards the end on, or just there's a story there's a mission you're going to go on to kill the president but of course you get there and it's like a fake out he's like not there. Uh, so i was like mm-hmm. well i thought i was actually going mm. to the end of the game yeah you uh, were thrilled for it <laughs> well you, you could always play the rest the... and co-op because it's it's a lot of uh, chaotic yeah. fun yeah mm-hmm. can you go you into can, the can... final area the city yeah, and actually, I did that very early on because there's a, a great um, armor-piercing assault rifle there. Oh, you went and nabbed it. I love mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. You can just you can get any weapon in the game very early on, pretty much. Cool. Justin, are you still playing? No, I moved on to something kind of weird. Um, I told you I've been like my stress level at work is kind of high, so that's why I actually punted on Metroid. I'm like, I can't like the game is excellent, but it's not the game for me right now. I need like comfort games which Far Cry 6 very much is. This is random, but I downloaded and downloaded I've been playing Avengers, Marvel's Avengers. Oh. Oh, interesting. I mean, isn't I mean, there, don't they still owe us a Spider-Man? Uh, Spider-Man's coming only on, on what? Only on PS4 or 5. Yeah. But <laughs> on, X, on, on PC. Yes, is that true? Probably. <laughs> Are you making a goof? Just referential good, good jokes, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, Avengers is on Game Pass, and so I was browsing Game Pass just kind of looking for something random, and... Um, that game, I'm reaching the point, I'm probably 10 or 12 hours into it now, and I'm reaching wow. the point where, well, it's been a week, you know, but like that that's where like all the games as a service junk is. <laughs> like all the online features and functions are like, 
that game presents itself very differently in its opening hours than it becomes mm-hmm. like it is hours before it's like, Oh, and by the way, like now you can party up with other people and here's your nameplate and customize your name. And what do you want your yeah. loadout to be like? It's like a five or six hour, like linear, like cutscene mission, cutscene mission before you ever hit like what the actual gameplay loop is. And, um, and my time with it is uh, my interest level is rapidly declining. But, um, so it's not, you, it's less appealing after that. It is for me, like, I, but, but I'm actually super impressed with, like, everyone made fun of, uh, like, all oh, the off brand Avengers. And, like, that's definitely the vibe I got every time that game was shown off at E3. But it, like, in context, like, I think they're well written and well acted and interesting takes on, you know, Bruce Banner and the rest of the characters. Like, like I actually think the game got a little bit of a bad rap for that. Like the storyline, the comic booky story they're telling with the villain is like pretty interesting. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I highly recommend that game for the campaign. Um, I can't speak to any of the like end game loot grindy stuff, whether any of that's any satisfying or not. Mm-hmm. Moving on, there's a couple, we had several delays this week, actually. The next-gen versions of both Cyberpunk and Witcher 3 been delayed into 2022. Originally, CD Projekt Red had, had promised them for late 2021. Um, now, Cyberpunk's going to be Q1 2022, Witcher 3 to be follow in uh, Q2. Is that surprising to anyone? Because Witcher 3 is a much older game than Cyberpunk? <laughs> or do you think they're just, they feel like they have to focus on Cyberpunk? Because that's the yeah. one that they really botched. Yeah. Seems like that. <laughs> I think I think so. And I'm also just generally not surprised that they're taking their time um, rather than, you know, rushing something and fixing it live because they just saw the repercussions of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. But honestly, some of the conversation around it has made me a little sad just Mm because these days it used to be, you know, in in the rhetoric, it used to be a lot or rather in the conversations used to be very focused on like, oh, no, something got delayed. Like it's the worst thing in the world. But people have really come around, especially in the last few years, understanding a little bit more about how difficult development is and also what what happens when things are rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like sentiment in general has been more empathetic, more understanding of like, please take all the delays. Obviously, you know, publishers and, and other people with uh, money investments probably feel very differently. But as far as like the fandom goes, it seems that typically people are really welcoming of delays just because they understand what it means and they understand what it will mean for them down the line. But that is not the case from what I've seen in this situation. It's obviously a lot of people reacting to uh, Cyberpunk 2077's um, launch conditions. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it really kind of feels like uh, sentiment on CDPR in general has kind of waned uh, over yeah. that in a bit of a lasting way. Yeah. They've burned through all their goodwill. Yeah, some people were saying, like, I wonder if Witcher 3 is a one-hit wonder, which is so funny to me because it's, like, a, a third in a series. and Yeah, but they didn't <laughs> call that a one-hit wonder. I mean, like, I know that was the, the hit yeah, for them, yeah. but it's just weird to think, like, you know, they've made all these other games. Witcher's <laughs> a good game in Cyberpunk. Like, that game can't... Oh, yeah, I think so, I had too. A lot of fun they make it work. Like, I can't wait for people to play Cyberpunk and just, like... I played on a ridiculous PC rig. That's stupid that I had to play it that way. I accept that. But like, I also saw what the game was and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's cool. It's yeah. a cool yeah. game. 100%. I absolutely, I absolutely loved Cyberpunk 77 on PC, but I played it on a little bit older PC and I played it in 1080p. And so I, I deliberately, like I got about halfway through. I'm like, I want to stop playing this. I'm going to stop and I'm going to play it in 4k and so for me, the delay is kind of like a delay of, of the game itself that I, you know, sort of de- that I that I withheld. But at the time, I didn't know I was going to be waiting until, um, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 
2022, like 18 months later to be playing it. But um, man, I, I absolutely loved that world and my time in it. And I'm really excited to get back in hopefully a state where, I, you know, I mean, there's parts of that game that are not great. Like the police system is not great, but, um, but uh, uh, I just, it was, I completely agreed with IGN's nine out of 10 review score for what I played on PC. And I'm, I am excited to give that game its proper due in hopefully in a cleaned up state. Same here. And I think there's probably some of the, the issue with the sentiment that's going on right now is also like they've inadvertently bifurcated their audience to where you have people who did play, had a bad experience, people like you, Justin, that, you know, started to play and realized like I should hold off and, that kind of, you know, if everybody's operating off of the same delay, everybody's waiting for the same game at the same time, that's one thing. But it's another thing if, like, some people had great PCs and great experiences and other people thought they'd only be waiting a couple months, so they put it off. And then they just keep putting it yeah. off for themselves. And I'm sure that doesn't, you know, help with the excitement when you've been waiting with it having been out there in the world in that way. But I completely mm-hmm. agree. Agree with our review, too. Um, there was a lot about that game I loved. I thought Keanu was really great uh, and really uh, tied the whole room together too. So it's it's a bit of a bummer for them that this is <laughs> yeah. how like the this is the kind of the impression that it's le- it's left people with. It kind of reminds me of No Man's Sky as far as like yeah. there were certain promises that people felt that game was speaking to because um, mm-hmm. a lot of people's complaints are like with the AI uh, and you touched on this with the police system uh, too, Justin. But like a lot of a lot of people's complaints was around the AI and it, that felt like. There were all these promises of endless things that you can do and endless variations. And then you get like this AI on launch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, a part of this that's out of their hands is how unavailable those consoles are. And um, the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Cyberpunk are inexcusably bad and will probably forever be bad and will never be fixed and be good. Um, I'm confident or believe that the the game will be really fun, really playable on my PlayStation 5. But how frustrating is it if you're a gamer that still can't get your hands on a PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X, which um, not to not to give uh, CD Projekt a pass for that, but that, that, that part of it is out of their hands. So mm-hmm. the good, more playable, more enjoyable version of this game is um, unreachable for a segment mm-hmm. of gamers that um, at this point, like, I don't blame them for just giving up and saying like, nah, I don't care anymore. Like, uh, you know, you, you burned, you burned me on this one. Yeah. Two, three more years of development only launching on next gen and PC. Like I, I have to imagine circumstances would have been vastly different for how reception would have gone for that game. Sure. Well, much like God of War and Ghost of Tsushima and uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, I'll, I'll play it again when the next gen patch comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You, you're a replayer these days. <laughs> I mean, you, you type a gamer. I mean, I like it. These are games I uh, enjoyed first time around. It's like, it's nice to re- revisit a game. It's uh, so much, so often you just you play a game once and then you just put it away and never revisit it again. But it's 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 nice to revisit it and uh, see how things have held up. And and also sort of uh, remember the headspace you were in at the time and things that were going on in your life, that sort of thing. Justin, you yeah. know what else got delayed this week? I was wondering if you were going to bring it up. I was going to be uh, mock offended. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about Advance Wars, right? I am talking about Advance Wars. <laughs> I was like, well, let's make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> Late to spring. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, not always, but sometimes a December release date for a game can be a little mm-hmm. sus to begin with. Like they, It implies that they need every single last possible second to get it out before a holiday. And so I'm not... 
I'm not super surprised to see this December 3rd delay slip into spring, although it is a bummer. Yeah. Does that leave, um, is Mario Party now the last big Nintendo release of the year? Pokemon. There's a Pokemon game coming out this year? <laughs> yeah, man. Not Diamond Shining Pearl. Okay, if you say so. It's a remake <laughs> of Diamond Pearl. Got yeah. It. Is it a sequel? I don't know. Well, I did think of another uh, all-time great sequel, Sam. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Nailed it. November 19th. There's also Animal Crossing New Horizon DLC later this uh, next that's month. True. Cannot wait. I that's started true, playing Animal Crossing free, again. Right? No, no. There's a free, like they're adding Brewsters and other stuff for free, but there's a $25 big DLC pack. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, also that's also tied up in the subscription stuff. That's right. It does, yeah, but it's stand, like I'll buy it standalone as most reasonable gamers will, I would imagine. <laughs> um, Otherwise, you just you just lose it when you stop. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes, it's insane. You do lose it, which I did. I did hear like I I was complaining about how insane Nintendo's decision was around this DLC. And a reasonable comment I got in my Twitter feed was, well, you know, me and my spouse and our kid all play Animal Crossing. and I don't want to pay seventy five dollars to buy that DLC three times. And so oh, yeah. that made sense. So um, in that context, it makes sense. But outside of that context, give me a break. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I've loved seeing the animal crossing resurgence and, um, I myself picked it back up and I never, I didn't, I didn't play last fall. So it's my first time seeing fall on my Island and doing pumpkins and all that stuff. It's, it's awesome. It's been so great getting back into it. I've never played, uh, another great all time, great sequel, uh, symphony of the night. Yeah. Is that a sequel? It could be a prequel. I don't know. That timeline's wow. messed up, man. It's um, it's a sequel to Dracula X, right? Yeah. Except right, is it that left off? I think it's so funny. Know. Dracula X doesn't have a story. It's it's so funny to me that Alucard is just Dracula backwards, and everyone's just like, "Oh, okay, yeah." That's, <laughs> I know. That's fine. I know. I remember <laughs> seeing that for the first time in Nintendo Power and putting that together, and I was like, "Oh." Just collectively, we as a society are just like we're not even we're not even that, gonna mess with it. It's fine. That character was made for Castlevania three, right? There's not like some pre-existing literature where, where Alucard <laughs> is Dracula's son. I, I don't know. I, I think that's a Castlevania three instruction manual. Konami accepted. Konami has forever like corrupted my understanding of like Dracula lore and literature. Like I don't know oh, where totally. one starts and the other begins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, did you see that? That uh, yeah. well, I actually don't. I actually don't know if I could. Never mind. What are you looking at, Damon? Uh, Symphony of the Night follows Rondo of Blood, which that is Dracula X, right? Right. Yeah. Or Dracula X is the messed up version of Rondo yeah. of Blood. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Apology accepted. Okay. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Big Tony style. Big Tony style. I knew it was coming. I feel like (laughs) in the lead of the delay. The delay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Big Tony style says, over the weekend, I played through Doki Doki Literature Club, which is hands down one of the most bizarre games I've ever played. Without spoiling it. The game takes some weird turns and breaks the fourth wall in some unsettling ways. By doing so, it didn't create the best gaming experience I've had, but it made one I will never forget. Mm. So I'm wondering, what are some other games you can recommend that broke the fourth wall as an effective game mechanic? I mean, 
Undertale I, is a really good, per- perfect example. Mm-hmm. I don't really have. I don't like. It's hard. This is a hard topic to talk about because you get into spoiler territory so quickly. Well, I'm going to spoil the end of Golden Axe then. And the end of Golden Axe, yep, that's the, the arcade best one. Game, Golden Axe. I was going to say this is the best example. The um, the the play it she backs out to a pixelated, crappy arcade screen of an arcade, and there's kids standing around playing Golden Axe, <laughs> and then the the three warriors from the game Golden Axe, the heroes, might I add, bust out mm-hmm. and chase the kids down the street. No, 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 no. The heroes no, bust didn't. out, and they're being chased by all the monsters. Oh, uh, okay. Or so maybe the it's the other way around. Maybe the monsters burst out first, and then the heroes burst out and chase them. Okay. Actually, let's just let's take a look at it. Red, pull up the B-roll. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> now he doesn't have the B-roll. He actually needed. Um, I owned a Golden Axe machine for a long time, and um, uh, it was uh, you know, not a very replayable game, but definitely played a lot of it. And that ending is fantastic, and has really good music too. Good Sega, good Sega ending. I think all three of those games are really good. What any examples? Um, yeah, I actually I have two, but then I just remember that reminded me of which Uncharted was it, where you play like one of Naughty Dog's older games. I think it's Jack and Daxter. It's like four, was, right? Four. Yeah, I think it's four. So like that's and you kind play. Of, you play Crash. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Oh, you play Crash Bandicoot. That's yeah, that's right, a really that's good right. one. Yeah. <laughs> so like I kind of forgot about that until just now. Um, that's kind of that's breaking good. the fourth wall. But it totally is. Yeah. Um. So my uh. So I have two examples. One I didn't play, but I'm just very familiar with. Um. So Stanley Parable is basically mm. oh. inherently all together um, breaking the fourth wall because there's a narrator <clears throat> and you're kind of like at odds with your narrator sometimes de- depending mm. on how you play. Um, so that's a good example. It's like the core element of the game. Um, and then my uh, other example is uh, Detroit Become Human, which mm. isn't necessarily a gameplay mechanic so much as a narrative mechanic because when you back out of the game and you're in the menu, uh, I forget her name, the AI that talks to you, like she's... She's taking your progression into account and she'll ask you questions. Um, And at some point, you know, depending on how you play and the choices that you make, she starts like really questioning her own identity. And it's just fascinating. So like her narrative evolves. The menu evolves as like your choices in the game evolves, which I thought was really neat. Um, And then I guess one other example uh, is Hellblade, because uh, when you know the the mechanic of like you getting sick, like kind of impacts mm-hmm. the actual screen. So like you as the player are viewing that. So I think that's technically also fourth wall breaky. Um, uh, those are good examples. I have a few more uh, too. Uh, Metal Gear Solid has Psychomantis, who reads your uh, save games and then asks you questions about them. Um, on the GameCube version. There's also a solution to one of the puzzles where I believe he is implying that you're supposed to unplug the controller from the GameCube port one and put it in port four. That's a really cool one. <clears throat> Another GameCube era one, which got me was uh, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem, mm-hmm. a horror game, it's kind of Resident Evil. Um, I have to explain this game now because it's been 20 years and like yeah. it's never had a sequel or anything like that. So I mean, kind of an attempted one. Um, there was a, uh, uh, moments in that game in which the, uh, one of them is it brings up the GameCube, um, save screen and starts deleting your files. It's kind of funny one. Um, uh, and it's just like, it, 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 it apes that. And then you come back into sanity. Like that's the idea. It's like, it's flashing into insanity. But the one that got me was it back at that time, old CRT televisions, some of them had the volume control that would come up and it was this green bar. It was green text that said volume and it had the green bar. I just go, do, 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 do. You just turn it down. 
And they put that in the game as a turn down the volume insanity effect. So, so mm. it's like, oh, who's in my room turning down my TV volume? And my yeah. TV absolutely matched the volume controls uh, that they used in the game. It's good. And it was just this fascinating thing where it actually made me jump. Like, who who's who's behind me in my you know house with roommates or whatever turning down the TV suddenly and it went silent. It was so crazy. <laughs> that is a really good one. Justin, any examples? Eternal Darkness was going to be my other one. I did remember, I didn't plan it ahead of time, but uh, Nier gets close to this. It's borderline whether it's fourth wall or not, because fourth wall needs to explicitly reference the player in that you are a human playing a video game, right? But like, it, it, it does, it plays around with perception and, um, you know, what it means to be a video game. You know, again, to sort of get into too many details is is too spoilery and part of what makes that game special, but you can, as like your little robot Android person, you can slot in different chips and that's how you power up your character and you can take chips out and, and put chips back in. And then it affects elements of the game HUD um, that can appear or disappear. And if you take away like the health or HP chip, the game just ends in the credits roll. Like you've killed, you've killed your character. And I always thought that was pretty cute. That's good. Sam, do you remember Arkham Asylum did something with Scarecrow much like yeah. Eternal Darkness? That's right. Yeah. It like, makes you think that the game glitched out and <clears throat> took you back to the title screen and you lost all your progress. You have to be really confident that your game doesn't have actual bugs when you do <laughs> yeah, something. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't do something like that in uh, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, say. <laughs> or Cyberpunk. Weird choice. Sure. Sure. Um, two, two really mon- buggy mon- games. Yeah. The uh, Monkey Island games have all sorts of uh, fourth wall breaking stuff. There's a character in the oh, first like one that, that says, Ask me oh. about Loom. Yeah, that's really that's a really There's good. Another one. LucasArts game of the time, and then in Monkey Island Two, you can actually inside the game you can call the LucasArts hint line. That's yeah. good. That's you, a good one too. I forgot about that. You get stuck. You guys remember uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day? Uh huh. Of course, there's all sorts of like movie references to that. But in the final boss, the final boss is an alien ripoff, and then as the alien's about to oh, pounce right. on you, the game freezes, and everything but Conquer is frozen. And he addresses the game developers and says, if you give me some extra weapons to fight this boss, I won't tell everyone about your buggy game. That's pretty, that's pretty cute. I don't know that I ever, like I, I have fond memories of playing conquer, but I don't know if I ever got to the end of it. Uh, Max Payne. In Max Payne, uh, the elevators all have very like loud elevator music, which is, you know, purposefully cheesy. But if you shoot the speaker in one of them, the music will stop and Max Payne will say, thank you. <laughs> when I play uh, co-op Far Cry with Tina, that's her role is to turn off all the music. <laughs> she was yeah. very good at it. Mm, good. All the radios. Um, I just have a couple more examples. Tomb Raider 2. Does anyone remember, remember the end of Tomb Raider 2? It's back in the mansion and Lara is about to get in the shower. Yeah. And then, but she then like turns to the camera and says, haven't you seen enough? It's actually crazy. She says, haven't you seen enough? She pulls out a shotgun and like shoots towards the screen and the screen goes black. Okay. You just really, really weird. You just do whatever you wanted when you were making video games back then. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, maybe the, the first fourth wall that I remember is uh, when you beat Nintendo Pro Wrestling and it says a winner is you. A winner is you. <laughs> and from that same era, um, Sam, Mike Tyson's punch out. If you when you beat Mike Tyson, he says, I've never seen such finger speed before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I felt really special uh, playing, uh, getting a copy of Mike Tyson's punch out because Mike Tyson wrote me a personal letter. 
wow. pure player, and it's signed by Mike Tyson. So wow, he knew <laughs> pretty, pretty player. Pretty good. We had a dude. Me and my neighbor were so confused because I had Mike Tyson's punch out, and he had punch out, and we're like, wait wait, there's two punch yeah. outs and what, but wait, they're yeah. the same game. And like, you know, we were like six years old. Like we had no yeah. idea what was going on. I wasn't even aware of punch out until I was an adult. Yeah. Same. Neither it's of really, us. Really, were... you, you came across it. What a, what a strange thing for Nintendo to have to deal with at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's much more common now. Like what they just took, they just like patched the old coach of the Raiders out of Madden. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, whoop, he's just gone. But now they had to like, Totally re-release the game with new packaging and redesign the final boss and everything. That just happened with the Raiders coach and men. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was just let go. No, I, I um, know the news story. I'm just mm-hmm. that's interesting that they can. Do yeah, I think they just updates, they so. just immediately patched them out. Uh, just a couple more in GTA Three. There's like an alley that's hard to get to, and at the back of the alley, there's a sign that says, "You weren't supposed to be able to get here." You know. <laughs> yeah, they do the same thing. San <laughs> Andreas has the same thing at the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, it became like a Whoa, running joke in GTA. Oh, really? Would you mm-hmm. be like get to by like flying a plane over it and carefully falling onto it or something? Yeah, Wasn't I there get- something similar with Spider-Man for PS4 too, where you could like go to an island you're not supposed to go to? I don't know. Well, that was like offshore. There was like people, like weird <laughs> polygon people in a boat with yeah. like really yeah, low yeah. res polygons. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah, because you should <laughs> have been able to get idea. to like, you weren't expected <laughs> to be able to like yeah, look at them up close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a question. And then they ported them into the new game as kind of a joke, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's good. I had a question about this one. Does Mario break the fourth wall at the end of every Super Mario World level? Does he look at the player and give them a peace sign? Yeah. I Unless think he's just, looking at what's like, happening there? You know, the dinosaurs watching him the whole time or something. Yeah, but I don't think that, like, that's no different than, like, so- Sonic's idle animation. It's like looking at you, like, come on, we got to yeah. go. Like, ah, yeah. doesn't doesn't count. It's not a fourth wall breaking thing, but the the whole thing about Super Mario Brothers three being yeah, a play, a really stage a stage play. There's a ton of those examples actually of the um, the idle animations, and they start like tapping oh, your yeah. foot and looking at you. Like I would mm-hmm. count that as a fourth wall breaking thing, that, but a that, lot of characters yeah. do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sonic did those, that actually. Mm-hmm. Sonic one, I think. I mean, it, it might have, it was one or at least by two, he would totally tap and look right at you and and, and frown. Mm-hmm. That, that's a hundred percent a great fourth wall breaking example. That's so smart. Justin, Justin, can you load uh, Sonic's idle animation into the pixel screen behind you? I'll look you for it. Like I'll try it. And stuff like that. Let me find it. Let me try. Oh, it. I, did, I mean, I, I didn't. Oh. I didn't think you could do it right now. <laughs> I just meant like <laughs> hypothetically, could you? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Well, while you work on that, that brings us to video game twenty questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Ryan Fiminella from New Jersey. It says, greetings, Damon and the game Spook Crew. I'm a longtime listener. Look forward to the panel's banter, reviews, news, and of course, 20 questions every week. I also love when game scope comes around. Oh, yeah. My, four, my four-year-old daughter, Hazel, knows your voices and faces and Aww. calls you my friends. She says, Daddy, Aww. are you listening to your friend? Oh, She's right. Yes. Yes, Hi, Hazel. Hazel. Yes, Hazel. <laughs> Daddy is listening Hazel. to his friends. That's really cute. Uh, and with that, oh, I see, I, I see Sonic's idle animation. Yeah, that's the that's best I can do. Nice. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's pretty good, especially for short notice. There we go. There we go. Uh-uh-uh. Want that Jurassic Park? Uh, and with that, let the questioning begin. Okay, uh, so it's... You... go ahead, Sam. Is this a sequel? 
Yes. <laughs> this is gonna. That fo- guy gives us no information. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna follow us Debate. <laughs> um, is this game a spooky game? Yes. Ah, spooky right. sequel. The time of year. So we're playing the meta. Uh, is it an ongoing current franchise? Yes. Um, are there undead creatures in this game? Or, or yes. Yes. Is this a Resident Evil game? No. That's five. Are there zombies, or even if they're called by another name, things <laughs> that people would commonly understand to be zombies in this game? No. Okay. What about vampires? There's no freakers. There's no zombies. There's no whatever they Infected. are. Infected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walkers. So we're Walkers. looking at vampires. Walkers is the worst. <laughs> are there vampires in it? No. What? Mm. There's only Frankenstein's? No, it's probably is there ghosts? It could be ghosts, yeah. Yes. Are those undead creatures? Cool. Okay. Ghosts. There are ghosts. Grabbed by ghoulies. Uh mm. well Pac-Man is ghosts in it. Ghost game. I don't know how uh, spooky it is. This could be a Luigi's mansion. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Is this game um is this game rated M or if it came out too early to be rated M, would it have been rated M? No. Okay, so it's a silly, it's a silly spooky. I mean, it can't be that. Or family friendly. Yeah, exactly. Is this game published by Nintendo? Yes, that's 10. Yeah, it's Luigi's Mansion. Totally, right? Not totally, but probably. Probably, It's a sequel. But it's one of the sequels. Was this game originally released on the Switch? Yes. So Luigi's Mansion 3? Does it take place in a haunted hotel? Yes. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Go for it, Tina. Is it Luigi's Mansion 3? Yes. Nice. 13 questions. Nice. Lucky 13. Oh, that would have been 12. That's like a spooky number, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. How perfect. perfect. Number. Yeah. Get- Luigi's Mansion 3. Next time we'll get it in 666 questions. For, for the theme, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this game is so... Maybe we just get the cute. next three episodes, we get it in six questions. Yeah, Oof. let's do that. Okay, Yeah. <laughs> Six would probably be a record. I think seven is the earliest. What was our recent seven. really good? St- what was like eight questions? Think, yeah, yeah, seven or eight. It was eight. eight. But that was even, we were goofing around for the final few. So we could have got that was, one in the record. Really hoping this game was be only Frankenstein's. This was the How? first video game I showed my nephew and he was like one and a half and he loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm using Frankenstein, of course, as a funny term to reference the monster. Yeah. I'm aware. Mm. But is Frankenstein... The monster a zombie? No. Well, he hmm. is reanimated, but no, I would corpses. say yeah, no, he's, and that's not... why I would say no. Mm-hmm. Zombies need to be infected in some kind, yeah. and he's and they also need to not... be able to infect you, and they need to be craving your brains or at least your flesh. <laughs> the original, mm-hmm. like you know, uh, voodoo-related zombies were just raised by magic spells. Yeah, right. But they're still trying to like they're still trying to get you. Frankenstein, yeah. Frankenstein's just living his life, man. Yeah. yeah he just he's just confused. He doesn't yeah. know just why he's here. Yeah. I mean he starts trying to get you. Well, like when you After come the villagers for him, attack. Yeah, when you come well, for him, like that's yeah. That, that holds up in the court of law, you know, as, as self-defense. <laughs> yeah. So back off of Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. yeah, he has a, a a sharp sense of ethics. Which he does in the book. He's a you know, a very intellectual. I reanimated. A few sucking <laughs> That's so good. 
<laughs> Sorry, for people listening, we're watching B-roll of our of IGN's review of Luigi's Mansion 3, and the, one of the chapter titles was A Few Sucky Parts. Very we like good. our puns Be- at IGN. Yeah, because, because he's using a vacuum, everybody. Exactly. exactly right. A Few Sucky <laughs> Parts. I wonder if that was a Dan Sableton original. Of, of course it uh, was. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game uh, that I liked a lot, but I never finished it. So maybe I'll revisit it again this this Halloween season. Yeah. Speaking can... of, I watched a, a horror movie that I had never seen before recently, My Bloody Valentine. Oh, what do ni- you think? 1981 original. Because uh, I, I, I'm, as much as I love like 80s horror movies, I'm not familiar with the Canucksploitation sort <laughs> of subgenre. And that falls into that. Mm. It's just hor- slasher movies being made in Canada. Yeah. Basically, and it's like 1981, so it's pretty early on. There had only been, mm. been one Friday the Thirteenth at that point, uh, but it's a the. Um, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say it's an unusual setting. It's a rural mining town in Canada, and then uh, there's some pretty good gory kills, which mm. makes it worth it in my in my mind. Gross. But you have to watch the um, um, the extended version because uh, it includes the stuff that was edited out of the original theatrical release. Too. I don't I'm have sure to watch the goriest of stuff then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- first of all, My Bloody Valentine is a, also a, a, a you know, shoegazy, good mm-hmm. female fronted band from Scotland, I believe, from the 90s. So that's why I know that name. And then um, the uh, 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 pinball, pinball exploitation genre, of which there's only one movie, was also made in Canada. It's called Pinball Summer. It's got a great soundtrack. <laughs> pinball Summer is such that. a good name. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's just a Forky's knockoff, but it, it's about pinball. Uh, to throw in my recent horror viewings, um, I watched Halloween Kills, did not love it, um, but I yeah. watched Malignant and absolutely loved it. Oh, really? It's, it's the Which, most yeah. ridiculous movie. So people um, people have been calling it like oh, yeah, wild and weird and like, mm-hmm. you know, question mark, question mark, question mark. But uh, if you're a horror fan, um, as I am, I, I thought it was really creative and inventive. And I, I laughed certainly a couple times, but I really enjoyed it. It was very enjoyable. Did you see it, Damon? No, I haven't seen it yet. What's the gist? What's like the elevator pitch? Um, it's a bit because it's like a mystery, and you're not really sure yeah. what's going on. So I, I don't want to get too into it, but right. um, it's basically your classic like murders are happening, and they're trying to figure it out. And you know, this woman has some sort of a connection um, to, to the killer, uh, where she, oh my gosh, Red, you're just amazing. We've got footage up now of Malignant. So yeah, she's right now, what you're seeing is like, she's seeing the murders happening, even though she's not there. So somehow, uh, you know, she's connected to these series of murders. Uh, and it's, it's a big mystery trying to figure out what's going on there, but there are some, so like the mystery is good, but also like the gory bits are good, but in a very creative way that I haven't seen before. And I'll just say is choreographed very well. Okay. Where can I watch it? Uh, unfortunately, HBO. they just took it off HBO Max. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right for Halloween. Yeah. I know. I know. They should have lifted it up just a little bit longer because I, I only saw it like a few, like two or three weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it would have been perfect for Halloween. But uh, it, it was a movie that came out this year. So they did the whole like it's going to be available in theaters and on HBO for a short amount of time. Before they of course. It. I, recently, yeah. I, I, I've paid to rent both Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice because <laughs> you cannot nice. watch any horror movie for free during the month of October. Nope. Yeah, that, that's a good point. You, you should wait. They'll eventually bring it back on HBO, but I highly recommend it. I really mm. enjoyed it. And bangs are really in in Seattle at this uh, murder scene, aren't they? <laughs> bangs for your buck. Sam, have you started any new TV shows? 
I'm watching Squid Game. I'm okay. through through some of that, mm-hmm. uh, most of it, I think. And uh, I'm going to see the new Wes Anderson movie tonight. Oh well, is that is that like out in theaters now, or is it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Seems like that one's been a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, are you? I don't even you, know the name of it. <laughs> is that the one that's about the newspaper? Yeah, I okay. yes, it is. Which is cool. It's about journalists. So I'm looking forward to uh, probing the realities of that. Yeah. Anyway, which, are you? What's that, Tina? I was going to say another show about journalists that I really like is Morning Show. They had a yeah. second season come out this year. It's very, We're very good. Yeah. I've have, I've have heard good things about that one too. And I like the end of Ted Lasso and what we do in the shadows is continually be good. But I'm behind a few episodes right now. I need, need to get caught up on what we do in the shadows, but I still maintain that Ted Lasso season two is just awful. You might like the end of it. No, I've already watched it. Watched oh, okay. It. <laughs> uh, uh, but are you thumbs up or thumbs down on Squid Game, Sam? Ah, uh, I, I, I like it. I mean, I like totally am drawn into it. It's it's popcorn, you know. It's fine. Cool. That, that flute music is the total jam. Yeah, the music's really funny. I'm watching it with subtitles, which is yeah, cool. That's, like, that's, oh, as long as you do the um, closed captions subtitles very specifically. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. And you'll get the legit translations. Yeah, I did I that. Watched, oh, I, I have no problem with the translation that I'm watching, which is yeah. that. We don't well, watch... You wouldn't know. Um, you have to be Korean. We're not too much oh, of a horror, horror household, but we did watch Spooky Buddies. So that's, Spooky what, my buddies. Life, wow. that's what my life is like right now. Damon, if oh, you if, don't know, they made oh. Air Bud... In back in the nineties about it's a whole, it's the funniest, it's not the funniest movie, but it's the funniest premise for a movie of all time, which is there's no rule that says a dog can't play basketball. (laughs) And that's the, that's the funniest concept. Switch. Why are we a spooky buddies, a spinoff of Airbud? Yeah. yeah. So there was Airbud and then then Airbud went on to do every single other sport. And then there's a famous legal case. There wasn't a rule. The dog won. And then Airbud had puppies and there's like eight puppies and now the puppies are the buddies and there's treasure buddies Aww. and there's spooky yeah. buddies and there's an alien one and um and when we watch spooky buddies it's terrible. Airbud was a, a lady? That's progressive. Um, I like that. Well, maybe he's the dad. Whatever. I, I don't know. Like, look, there's no don't think about it so much. But like the point is, spooky buddies. I've watched it t- two times now in the last week. And that's what's uh that's what my life is like because I have young children. Are there, uh, what are those dogs? They're golden, uh, gold retrievers. Yeah. Retriever. Do they they have them in in costumes? Yeah. They all talk. There's a superhero one where they get these magic rings that are like infinity stones. They give them all superpowers. We've watched all the buddies movies. Buddies all talk. Yeah. But in air, Bud, he doesn't talk, right? Nope. Okay. No. Got it. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Well, he, you know, there we go. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And you don't have the golden X. (laughs) He roll. <laughs> um, uh, oh, they great. look so cute, though. Yeah, um, you know, it's just they have to, go ahead. it's a, it's a little bit darker, but um, it's still family friendly. I think appropriate. Uh, and if you want one for the family, that's also spooky for Halloween season. Night books. We didn't give it too great of a score, but I thought it was cute. Mm. We watched Nightmare Before Christmas too, which was a little bit more a the one. whole the whole family speed. The buddies movies are mm-hmm. just just for the little ones. There's yeah. absolutely no adult enjoyment of any kind to be had in those movies. You know, they have to have like um, I don't know five or ten animals to play a single animal in movies. Yeah, it's so, like, so, like so, like a single cat is played by like ten cat actors. So it's does like, that mean it's like fifty dogs? Two. They need, dogs. <laughs> two, yeah, they need two kids. 
two kids to play a kid in a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. We're talking like that Acro Cats trailer full of cats situation. And then for a each third of those stunt puppies. double kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let's end on a better note. I, w- I did want to mention something about Luigi's Mansion Three that I was worried you might get tripped up. You know, it wasn't developed by Nintendo. Mm. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. I was wondering why you were like it was published by mm. Nintendo. Let me it was ask. developed by Good thing ne- we went that way. Next Level Games in mm-hmm. Canada. And at the time, they were independent. But since then, they've been pr- acquired by Nintendo. So yeah. a little bit and like, What a cool story of like, you know, Nintendo probably told them, look, like, you know, it's not a tryout. Just make this game for us. And then the game turned out great. And like, it was totally a tryout. Uh, we're going to buy you <laughs> Yeah, now. you passed the tryout. Uh, I mean, but before that, they'd made uh, Metroid Federation for us. So there's that. Oh, too. really? Yeah. Everybody loves that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of the great all-time sequels. I forgot to mention that one. Oh, and man. People were so mad about that. Well, now we got Metroid Dread, so everything worked out okay. Uh, and with that, that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Next week is a special week. It's Game Spook here on the show. Uh, should be a fun episode. But thank you, Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Red, working behind the scenes, even though you didn't have... The Golden Axe B-roll that we needed. More than made malignant. up for it with those puppies. He had, I, yeah, and Malignant. That was so I good. Can, thank you, I think, the show, I think the show is still salvageable. Uh, <laughs> my, my name is Damon. This is IGN Game 2. And we're out. Under the earth.